It's week two of Argos training camp. We're going to talk it. Well, we've got a few cuts and a few people coming back. We're going to talk to Joe Pritchard from the Rouge White and Blue podcast. And, uh, well, we've got a few other things. We've uh, sparked some uh, debate over what to to cook for tailgate. And uh, we didn't talk about uniforms last week. We'll get to that and more on the Argos fan cast. I am Clay Chisholm. You can find me at all kinds of clay. You can find the Argos fan cast at Argos fan cast on the Twitter machine and anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos fan cast specifically on Google play SoundCloud and iTunes. And we are a proud member of the Canadian football podcast network. You can find them at cfpodnetwork.ca or at cfpod network on the Twitter machine. Joining me, as always, from Argo fans, it is our resident historian, Will Gertler. Hi, everybody. I'm uh, safely back from Hamilton. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at ArgoFans or check out www.argofans.com. And from the Double Blue Order, he is Sir Douglas R. Ballinger Esquire the Second. Yeah, you got it right this time. <laughs> Got it right this time. Yes, warden of the warden of the south side, protector of the realm, breaker of Ticat spirits, etc., etc., etc. You can find you can find the Double Blue Order on Facebook at facebook.com/doubleblueorder, on Twitter at doubleblueorder, on Instagram at the Double Blue Order. Seasons coming very fast. Get your Double Blue Order gear in, and that is uh, that is on our site at tpublic, which is tpublic.com/user/dboargos. All right, and to get things off, we are going to go right to our first guest. Let's bring on Joe Pritchard from the Rouge, White, and Blue podcast. How's it going? Not too bad. How are you doing, Joe? Oh, I'm hanging in there. (laughs) All right, you getting all ready for the CFL season? Uh, Getting there. Taking a little bit longer this year to get the gears rubbed up than usual but it's coming now <laughs> all right joe thanks for uh once again joining us on the argos fan cast can you start off by telling everybody where they can find you and the rouge white and blue podcast well they can find the rouge white and blue podcast on twitter at rwb podcast and uh, they can find it on podbean iTunes, Google Play, and a host of other places. Uh, just look up Rouge, White, and Blue. Uh, it tends to be the first thing that comes up on Google, so that's good news for us. And uh, as for myself, if you want to see my Twitter ramblings, it is USFL Tecmo, T E C M O. And every time I hear that, I think of the great Tecmo Bowl game. Uh, that was fantastic. They need to bring that back. Well, they've tried a few times, and they just don't do it right. So I w- maybe they should just quit. <laughs> well, well uh, you know, here, here's hoping they can bring it back in CFL form for us one day. Um, now, Joe, we're going to kind of let you steer the direction. We kind of brought you on to preview some teams, um, particularly the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So we want to know... Like right off the bat, what are you seeing for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, coming out of camp right now? I'm seeing continuity and a lot of depth, which really, to me, in the West makes them pretty unique. Uh, 
Saskatchewan's got some continuity going on as well. Other teams have had some pretty big upheavals this offseason, some for the better, some for the worse. Uh, but for depth and continuity, for once, I'm feeling pretty good about the Bombers going into the season, whereas usually I'm the one sitting there going, the sky is falling before the, before the season's even started. Now, with Matt Nichols uh, a, a firmly entrenched as the uh, the offensive leader in that, has he finally – do you think he's finally garnered the, the respect as a – full-time starting quarterback in the CFL? I think so. Uh, There was a time last year, about a month or so, where it felt like he was trying to carry the team all by his lonesome, and it was very clear that he wasn't the type of guy to do that. But then he snapped right back into the groove and got the team out of the skid, and all of a sudden, doing what he can do and relying on his teammates, all of a sudden, uh, they were winning instead of losing. And... Uh, really the end of the season, they were as hot as any team in the league. Well, I read somewhere on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was, somebody claiming that this was sort of the Bombers' last chance due to maybe free agency or age. I don't know if you can speak to that or comment on that, that claim. That may very well have been me. I just see that the rocks that the team is are the team is built on uh, Andrew Harris and Adam Big Hill aren't getting any younger. Uh, they do have a lot of depth in a lot of places, and they do have uh, good depth at quarterback, which is huge. But I think with the way the West is set up this year, with all the changes that are going on, I don't think the Riders got much better in the offseason. I don't think they got a whole lot worse either, but they didn't get much better. I think this is their last best chance before some of their key pieces start to uh, possibly slow down. I'm hoping they have more of a window than one year, of course, but uh, running backs on the wrong side of 30 tend to sputter out pretty quickly once it starts to happen. Okay, since we're going into training camp here, um, where do you think... In Winnipeg, where do you think the key positional bat where the key positional battles are going to be going on amongst all the amongst all the tryouts? It's going to be interesting to see who they get to replace Taylor Loeffler at safety. That was one of the big losses in the off season, uh, and where how they do that will kind of dictate what kind of defense the team is going to play. They're probably not going to find another Loeffler type that is uh, scary. Uh, for people coming over the middle. Uh, but if they could find somebody that can at least keep the top on the defense, they should still be all right. Uh, meanwhile, be very interesting to see how the receiver position position plays out because for once it feels like they have a whole lot of depth there where usually they're scraping by and trying to find anything that works. They have a lot of depth on the Canadian side of that and a lot of depth on the American side. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see which five have come out uh, on opening day as the starters. Now, is there anybody that, uh, you know, you've got your, your eye on? I know you're you're watching from afar a little bit, but is there anybody uh, that you've got your eye on in camp that uh, you're thinking uh, may, may have an outside shot at making this team and making some noise? Well, and the name Lucky Whitehead comes up in my mind when you say something like that. Uh, he is he had some troubles in the NFL staying on the roster in Dallas uh, for a lot of reasons. 
but from everything I see from people attending training camp, he can fly, and if he can find a way onto the roster, he might be a game-breaker, especially if he can get on the field alongside Darvin Adams and Chris Matthews at the same time, or maybe even in the return game. It'd be nice to have a game-breaker back there. Thank your pardon. What was his name again? Lucky Whitehead. What? Great name. <laughs> that has the potential to be an all-time classic CFL name if he makes it. Mm. I, that could very well be. Not quite a gizmo, but hey, uh, Lucky is pretty good too. Now, the one negative that we've been hearing coming out of uh, Bombers training camp is uh, a veteran offensive lineman just really hasn't shown up. Um, uh, Manise Fouquetti, uh, does anybody, anything other than he's just hasn't shown up? Nothing I've seen. Uh, so it could just very well have been, he decided not to come back and just didn't really get around to telling anybody as far as we could tell. I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping nothing worse is, uh, afoot there, but, I don't think that's going to be a big deal because they do have good bookends at tackle and they have a whole lot of Canadian depth. Uh, Jeff Gray is probably going to get some playing time here. He was kind of a, uh, uh, when they, when the bombers had two first round picks a couple years ago, they took gray with the six overall because they believed that when taking faith, the cockatty, they had gotten at least one player out of the draft and that didn't turn out so well. Uh, but they took a gamble that gray would come back from some NFL tryouts and he has, and, uh, everything sounds good so far. When you look at the Western conference as a whole, how difficult do you think it is to predict this year? Uh, it's ridiculously difficult because BC could do anything from coming out, uh, just hot as anything, uh, because people haven't seen this group together, or they could take a long time to gel. If you told me around Labor Day that they were seven and two or two and seven, I wouldn't be that surprised. Maybe a little bit more surprised at two and seven because Mike Riley is back there at quarterback. But uh, with the new coaching staff, a uh, whole new collection of players, this is really Ed Hervey's first big year of bringing in a lot of different players. It might take a little bit longer to put together than uh, you might expect. Uh, as far as Edmonton goes, I don't feel like they got a whole lot better. Uh, they might be the easiest team to pick for me. I don't think I'm picking them anything higher than fifth, honestly. Uh, Calgary, you got to pick them high because until they prove otherwise, they're going to be in the race. And I'm not sure that Saskatchewan can repeat what they did on defense last year with all the defensive touchdowns helping uh, boost the offense. But I don't think they got a whole lot worse either. So it'll be really interesting to see where they and BC fall in particular. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Where do you think the Bombers are going to end up? I think this is the year for the Bombers. I oh. think they have. I think they have, between the depth they have and the cohesion they have, their best shot at taking Calgary down this year and making Saskatchewan fans have to get more creative with their insults. <laughs> I think everyone in the league would have to get more creative with their insults at this point. <laughs> <clears throat> the, yeah, and last year, I picked them to go 6-12, and 12, so that tells you how much of a pessimist I usually am about this team, mm. but I think this is the year. 
All right, now, Joe, uh, you know, just kind of getting away from the predictions a little bit, we've had uh, a little bit of a uh, discussion uh, jump up about tailgate food um, just in the last few hours. Now, what is your go-to tailgate food? Well, being from Wisconsin, it has to be the bratwurst, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, we can definitely go with that. And, you know, that would go well for the... uh, Looks like the right now the the winner in uh, in our poll, at least early winner as deep fried pierogies uh, going into uh, opening Argo's uh, home opener. Yeah, and that, you can't go wrong with that either. That sounds delicious. But I gotta I gotta represent the home state with this one. <laughs> All right, Joe. Uh, thank you very much for coming on, and uh, and uh, well, we'll uh, tell everybody once again where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at USFL Tecmo, T-E-C-M-O, and the Rouge, White, and Blue podcast can be found at RWB Podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and a whole bunch of others. All right. Thank you very much, Joe. And uh, we look, look forward to uh, talking with you more this season. All right. I'll see you guys down the road. Good night. See you later. All right, and as we move move along, the Argos uh, made a couple changes uh, in training camp. They uh, added a, added a few few players, and uh, well, made their first few cuts. Um, they've uh, brought back national defensive lineman Cam Walker and brought in uh, international offensive lineman. Uh, Rubens Joseph and international defensive lineman Justin Thomas. In addition to that, the Argos announced that they have cut Will Likely, DB Will Likely, and wide receiver Mario Alford. Likely was a little bit surprising. I thought he had showed well in a few uh, small sample size last year, so a little surprised to see him cut this early. Yeah, well, you know, it, it is one of those those things that you know maybe Corey Chambers looking for something different than uh, than Archer was looking at, looking for out of him. You know, maybe just it, it, you know, it's one of those things where it's he's he's one of those bubble guys, and he probably just wasn't showing what he need that Corey Chamberlain needed to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the. The uh, the CFL's offseason death chart, and I just kind of cross his name off, and that pretty much puts Washington alone and and the on the uh, cornerback position there. Yeah, and Washington, uh, you know, well, it all that really did. I mean, we talked about this last week. This yeah. could be really, you know, six of one, half a dozen the other. You know. Doesn't matter where what position you are, you're probably going to play everything back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Tremaine Washington probably gets a spot halfback. Also, at least, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they will likely see you know, Alden Darby on the corner with someone else. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, them look at uh, matchups wise. You know. We, Move move somebody out to the the corner to cover uh, a a wide receiver that uh, you'd prefer to cover over a uh, over a slot back, you know. I, I think it's I think really it's going to come down to 
who Corey Chamberlain feels matches up best with the, the team they're playing. Yeah, and to me, and to me, based off of what I said la- la- on the last show, I think this is just a case of stirring the pot. <laughs> stirring the soup pot a little bit. You know, just getting everything all kind of recirculated. Yeah, and and then the Argos made another two uh, training camp moves. Uh, they brought in wide receiver Austin Duke and... Uh, and D.B. Malik Davis, both uh, American players, um, and uh, released, well, looks like some uh, some camp bodies, uh, Jalen Douse and Nate Rogers. So, you know, some small, small things that, uh, small things that uh, they're, they're doing, but uh, they're uh, keep moving forward in, uh, in Argos training camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, <laughs> I you know, if you were able to make it to camp on the weekend, or no, I, I was not able to make it out there. Um, from what I heard, one of the days they did have an official out there, um, as it was primarily a, uh, I believe it was on the Sunday, as primarily a special teams practice, and uh, they brought the official out there to uh, see what some of these new guys have absorbed. Um, One guy I've heard who was impressed out is uh, receiver, I guess his name's Carrington, number six. Seems to have good speed and separation in some of the skeleton drills, so it's interested to see him on uh preseason game on Thursday. Yeah, and speaking about that, well, we've, we're going to get to see the Argos' first real in-game action this coming Thursday uh, against the... Uh, it was, it's who are they playing? Uh, Montreal Alouettes, right? Yeah, les, At, Mo- uh, les Alouettes de Montréal, indeed. It's and it's the uh, the kids' game this Thursday, May thirtieth at uh, Varsity Stadium at the U of T. Yes. So oh. as far as this game go it goes, I mean we're we're really kind of looking to see, you know, who's going to show up here and uh, who's going to make them get themselves to, to stand out. I mean, what are you hoping that any of what or sorry, let me, let me start that again. Which position group are you hoping at least you get some, some, a little bit more clarity on after Thursday? Certainly backup quarterback. I think uh, Corey Chamberlain said that James Franklin's job to lose, but, at the same time, we have five, four or five other guys in camp who need to show that they can be a capable backup. And uh, one thing we don't really know yet is how what Chamberlain's philosophy will be on the preseason. As we know, Tressman didn't let his starters play a whole lot. No, and I, I mean I can't recall too much about uh, the way Corey Chamberlain ran the preseason uh, when he was coaching in Saskatchewan. So this we could be in for something crazy. We could be I don't know what we're in for with Corey Chamberlain at this point. But it, 
you know, is the back of quarterback would be a nice thing to, uh, to at least get to, you know, a little bit clearer than mud. Um, I want to see somebody stand out in the kicking game. You know, we've got five guys in camp, two Americans, three Canadians. We need somebody to really take the reins and figure out who the guy is going to be so that we can at least get something there. They're solidified because when, you know, depending on who you're, who you got doing what job you could get, you know, three or four different, different uh, methods of kicking the ball, especially on the, on the punt coverage. I think where most of the eyes are going to be with regards to kicking, I think we all know where most of the eyes are going to be watching. They're going to be watching, I think, I think his number, I think it's what, 18 or 17 or something like that? 18, yeah, Donald uh, De La Haye, mm-hmm. Mr. Destroying Himself, uh, uh, well, as uh, the Argos have nicknamed him, YouTube. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, from... All accounts, you know, he has shown up well in camp. Um, doesn't look out of place at all. And from everything I've heard, you know, that's where they're still no more clear to figure out who's the who's the guy. We're hoping that this first game will shed a little bit of light on that. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. So we got the quarterback situation we want to look at. We got the. Uh, the the kicking game, Doug. Is there a, is there a position that that you're kind of hoping is a little bit clearer? Mm, linebacker, because <laughs> we yeah we have a hell of a lot of linebackers, so it'd be nice to see somebody somebody take the helm and and guide and guide the ship. Maybe that would be really nice. And in particular, that middle linebacker spot still, you know, no more, no clearer than uh, than it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, I I haven't heard reports as who is uh, been taking the majority of the snaps at middle linebacker uh, at uh, at training camp so far, but why for like Awe or or Wild have been playing that spot, but they both seem a little undersized. Or a linebacker. Yeah, they are. They are that, but at the same time, you know, it all depends on the scheme that your your team's going to play. You know, for a long time, you you you, you know, if you brought a a halfback down to play outside linebacker, that was almost unheard of, and now it's almost like the standard. You're, you know, in the CFL, you're converting, you know, uh, the bigger outside linebackers to rush ends, and you're converting the, uh, the, uh, some of the halfbacks to line to outside linebackers. So, you know, maybe maybe a smaller, faster guy in the middle is what they need. Hmm. Well, if you can, well, and also, isn't isn't the middle linebacker usually the ball hawk? Or is, or is it, or is it, or is it the one on the other side, or is there, is there yeah, any they, one of them? I think uh, the outside usually, linebackers would be more likely to get the interceptions, right? Yeah, they're they're the ones uh, that are usually dropping back more in pass coverage, uh, so they're the outside ones are usually the ones that are going to get 
you know, get after the ball a little bit more. But I mean, normally your your uh, your middle linebacker is your quarterback out there on defense. Hmm. So with that, you're going to want to have that guy be able be you know probably one of your smartest guys out there and be able to recognize things. And you know, Alway and Wild have been have been around. They've uh, been in great great situations. Uh, Alway uh, being able to learn from uh, from Big Hill and and Elamimian, and then uh, you know, Wild having uh, Coach O'Shea, one of the be- the better linebackers to ever be in this league. Well, definitely to be an Arco, that's for sure. <laughs> so. You know, as far as pedigree goes, I think those two guys are great in there. But you know, then again, we you can practice everything, but you they really have to put it into games game situation. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting when they when they come up with depth chart, which will probably be sometime probably tomorrow. Some, yeah, sometime tomorrow, I would figure. Yeah, we'll see who they've got uh, penciled in, and I think it'll be nice to see who they've got sitting out, uh, because that'll kind of give you, some, or at least for some positions, a little bit of the idea of the people that they have at least penciled in as the starters for uh, the, the beginning of the season. Mm. Now... The one thing we didn't get to last week, and uh, a little bit more on the lighter side, all the new uniforms were released. I think we touched on it very briefly, but as far as the, these these Argo uniforms, you know, we're we're bringing in a little bit more of the double blue, but you know, there are some people that out there that are uh, a little bit upset at them. A little bit. <laughs> Remember, this is our own fan base we're talking about here. They don't I don't think they do a little bit. No, when they do stuff, they do they do, do it big. Um, it's, it's usually blown out of proportion. <laughs> you know what when when the Argos leaked them, you know, you saw the uh the the home jerseys, the, the double blue numbers and uh the the light blue outlined in white with on the uh the dark blue uniforms with the the uh, the same numbering on the top of the shoulder but nothing on the arm you know they they did look a little plain you know there are some people that were saying that they they look a little more sleek and more college but i think once you put the whole entirety of it together i think that to me the dark ones are really growing on me I agree. I agree totally. I mean, when I when I first saw him, I was like everybody else. I was I was shocked, and when most of the DBO they got into contact with me said they were all little, they were all taken aback. Some of them were like, "Oh, this this thing sucks" or whatever. But when I saw James Wilder Jr. wearing the full ensemble, when I saw Sean Lemon wearing the full ensemble, I was sold on it. Right then and there. I'm like, at first I was the same thing. I was like, well, this don't, uh, uh, I was kind of on the fence about it. Once I saw the players wearing it, then I knew, like, this actually looks pretty slick. And also, what they've done is they've done it a very, this is a very, very smart ploy by our beloved Argos. 
because they've essentially made it. So getting a blank is not the smartest idea. Like getting a blank jersey and not putting anything on it, it's not going to look right. No. You pretty much need to spend the money to put the to get it get a name crested on it. And I think that I think that's that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty sneaky, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's it will uh you know give give uh credence to, you know, wanting to see uh, name and numbers on them. You know, it, it's it's a smart thing. Um, it, it may lead to a, a little bit of a dip in the sales because there are people who like to get the, the uniform and, you know, or the, uh, the option for numbering, it just isn't there for them, or they have a preconceived, uh, notion about, you know, not, not putting numbers on the, on the uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, because of various reasons of, Oh, I, Oh, I got, Oh, I got this got this nice player wait what do you mean he got traded (laughs) i just got this thing last week you know like like i can understand that but there are but i mean with within the argos there is a plethora of legends you can pick a big pile of them that you could pick to put on the jersey if you don't want to if you're too worried about getting somebody on like on the current team Yeah, and and at the same time, you know, you know, you can always get, you know, customizing and get uh, your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's 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 what I've done in the past. Is you know, I'm gonna put my name, my name, and my number on a jersey. You know, that way I don't have to worry about changing it or somebody going, hey, he doesn't play for that team anymore. Yes, you know. With the new uniform, you've made peace. At least the home jerseys. I'm still yeah. not crazy about them. Still not crazy about there not being a stripe. But after seeing it on the players, it's not as bad as originally. Yeah, and you know they. I think seeing them, them, you know, on the you know, with pads and everything, it made, it made more sense. It made more sense. Look better. I'm still, I'm my, I'm still out on the, uh, on the away jerseys. I think I'm going to have to actually see them, you know, when they uh, roll out there, uh, with them. But, uh, well, the, well, I hate to tell you what your opening opportunity to do that would be is, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you know we'll we'll see what oh, those they, look they like. They only wear one set of jerseys, so we never know. The preseason. Yep. And the the other thing that uh, that I heard today is especially is see, they're only being allowed to use uh, one helmet this year, so you're not going to see, you know, teams using. You know, three or four different helmets to suit the uh, the need. They're moving closer to what uh, the NFL model is, as far as that's concerned, and that's more designed for player safety. 
Uh, what they, what you know, the NFL does is because a helmet needs to be broken in and fitted to, or fitted and then broken in, uh, so that you know it's kind of molded to the individual player's head. Is they say that one helmet, unless there's a break in it or you need, or you're changing the type, it's got to stay the same helmet. So so that it's a lot easier for, a lot safer for the players. And if you want to change the colors on it, you basically have to repaint the exact same helmet that they're wearing. And week to week, I don't see that happening. Hmm. I really don't see that happening. I mean, if the NFL with the, you know, the buckets and buckets of money that they, that, you know, they can throw away are not going to do it. I don't think the CFL is going to, uh, go down that road and try to change them, uh, midweek. Yeah, I doubt it. (laughs) Although I, although I'd like, I would like in the future if they came out with third jerseys again. Because I know the Argos have had some great third jerseys in the past. Like when they came, I remember back in the mid two thousands when they came out with the with the light blue, with the light blue one. Oh, I bought that immediately. <laughs> oh, the the uh, the throwback ones that they're doing. No, 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 not the throwback ones. The one before that. They yeah, went about two thousand seven. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The with the uh, the the light blue ones with the dark blue. Uh, uh, shoulder stripe thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Those those were nice. Those, those were really nice. That those were so hot I picked one up immediately. <laughs> you know, uh Doug, they still have to do the eighties retro week for the CFL. I know you're trying to trigger <laughs> me, but so you can go yeah. and you can go and uh go uh, step on a Lego. <laughs> this is Jersey in the history of the CFL. <laughs> Actually, you know that that light blue one that they wore in the uh, in the mid two thousands was I, I like I really like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, like if you took that the the light blue, and you know then you you'd be looking at probably uh, the dark blue numbers with the white outlining on them. I think that would look pretty sharp. That would yeah that would be hot. But with those ones, I think you might need to, you know, throw something on the shoulder. I, I, maybe a boat or something. Clay, you can go step on a Lego as well. <laughs> or, or you know, grab some stripes and then throw the boat on a helmet. We had a we had a a, a Lego vacuum when I was five. Now, are you sure it was a, a, a Lego vacuum, or was it uh, no, it was just this, a... <laughs> It was this thing. No, it was this thing. You rolled around the ground, and it sucked up the Lego. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it was... God, that, that would be, uh, be very handy around my house. You've stepped on your fair oh. share of Lego, haven't you? Well, let's let's put it this way. One of my kids uh, still aspires to be a Lego master builder. So, <laughs> we have 
giant tubs of Lego in just about every room in the house. <laughs> so now is it, this has been a fairly light week for news uh, as far as the Argos are concerned. So I think Doug, we can probably jump into uh, the three minute warning. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes and you better make it good. Well, first of all, just just to touch on something from last week, um, as I mentioned la- or on the last show, rather, what I, I mentioned the new season resolutions, and uh, one of those resolutions was to start listening to more podcasts, and uh, I started to. <laughs> I was working on I was while I was working on my costume for this season. I was lis- I listened to a couple of different uh podcast programs. I just went to the CF Pod website and just went right in order, skip skipped one in particular. But uh but I just went right in order, started listening to them as I was working away on it and and I was mightily entertained. So I'm probably going to start doing that more often. Well, who, who uh, did you start off by listening to this week? Oh, jeez, I'll have to pull up the website. Hang on. Because <laughs> I can't remember off the top of my head. He doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Well, I went uh, I went Piffles. I went, I believe, es- Eskimo Empire, Alouette's Flight Deck. And I think that I think that's all I got around before I decided to go for get out of the house for a little bit. Ah, yeah, those are those are some pretty good pretty good ones uh, out there. All all three of them are uh, well, they do do a very good job. So, with that in mind, you know, mm-hmm. Doug, you did uh, mention, um, uh, you know, we did start talking about our resolutions as well, and with that in mind, I threw out a poll on. Uh, on the Argos Fancast Twitter about uh, which food I should start the uh, season the season opener with uh, at the tailgate. So right now the choices that I that I have up there are burgers, hot dogs and sausages, deep fried pierogies, and chicken fajitas. Now. I have to say uh, I'm I'm a bit shocked by the results so far. Uh, we've got <laughs> we've got 69 votes in, and 43 percent have voted pierogies. 43 percent have voted pierogies. I understand that, but I'm just shocked that you know we're you know talking about 14 percent at burgers and 25 uh, percent at hot dogs and sausages. VFL fans like their pierogies. Like you wouldn't believe. No, yeah, and I mean this uh, the the deep fried pierogies that uh, if they make the as this is pretty much showing, I'm probably going to be making deep fried pierogies on June 22nd or for June 22nd. Although, um, although, former, um, I don't know if it would apply to you or someone who commented on it, but former. Does he still play for the Riders? Yes, he still does. Well, uh, Riders yeah, Zach... defensive tackle, uh, Zach Evans, is taking uh, defense to he, he, lots of deep-fried pierogies. 
Yes. Well, I can I can totally understand where he's coming from. If you're looking at the standard pierogi recipe, I'm not a huge fan of those deep fried either. I mean, you, you I mean you can't go wrong with deep frying most things. But the recipe that I use, and I've not been able to find this recipe other than in my family cookbooks, is a family recipe specifically designed to for deep frying. So, you know, we'll we'll see if uh, when Zach Evans comes to town, I do plan on making deep fried pierogies for that game as well. So we'll uh, we'll see if he changes his tune when uh, when we hand him some deep fried pierogies after the game. I voted chicken fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you mean, know to be quite honest, you can't really go wrong with with any of those. But I mean, like burgers, hot dogs, and sausages—they've all been. I mean, those are your like staples, right? Deep fried pierogies and chicken fajitas; those two are your oddballs. And I'm always up for oddball stuff at a tailgate. <laughs> so I know that's, and of course me being half Polish, I did vote for the deep fried pierogies because I'd be interested in trying them too. And considering I've had pierogies, like st- simple pan fried, I've had pierogies boiled and I've had them and I've had them baked. Baked are terrible by the way. <laughs> but the, but the other two, those, those are what I grew up on. So it's like, Hell, I hell, hell, I had pierogi for dinner tonight. What am I on about? <laughs> so, well, it's, it, you know, it is uh, right now we're we're leading, so uh, we'll see what it is in uh, in about uh, just under twenty two hours, and that'll make uh, my decision as to uh, what I need to make for the the first tailgate of the season. If you bring the pierogi, I'll be sure to I'll be sure to bring some uh, some uh, proper kielbasa, maybe some kapusta. And and maybe I might and I might go with some patiki, some meat on a stick. What the hell? <laughs> well, you can you can keep the cabbage to yourself. <laughs> no cabbage rolls allowed. No, you you haven't had proper cabbage rolls then. <laughs> no, it, 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 growing up, I just I'm not I'm not a bit you know. They can they can take mine. <laughs> I, I I have no problem with that. I'm just you know I prefer not to wrap my stuff in cabbage. Just me. Roll your stuff in cabbage. <laughs> All right, Doug. What else we got on the on the three minute warning? Uh, well, our budding kicker, uh, Donald Delahaye, did a Reddit AMA. Reddit, ask me anything couple days ago uh, it went for it went fairly well and basically what the rules are uh, of these things are essentially is you can ask ask him pretty much anything anything you want and you're getting you're getting some off the wall questions like do pick like for example do pickle slices belong on top of or underneath a burger well underneath uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> He actually put, they belong in the trash. I hate pickles. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> I may have issues with this man now. <laughs> uh, what, what else is there? There was, uh, there was actually one really good question here. Do you, do you ever, did you ever consider giving up pro, on a pro football career? And if so, what or who helped you to stay motivated? 
And he put, it crossed my mind, especially reading some comments from people and listening to others talk. But at the end of the day, I didn't want to be 50 years old and hate myself for not giving it a shot. So I stuck with it, worked hard, and now I'm here. So can't go wrong with that. Ugh. And then there was, uh, well, the, of course, the typical question, because because of a certain team that's made the NBA Finals. Uh, are you a Raptors fan now? And he puts, of course, it's only right since I'm in Toronto. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you gotta be, you know, you, you just, you, you gotta be, you mm-hmm. really do. Yeah. yeah. And he's a Florida, Florida boy too. Right. So, you know, he can't, uh, you know, he, you gotta stay, stay on the East coast. I, all I hope, all I hope is that come October, November, he doesn't turn into a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly hope that come like, like, come the last Argo home game of the year, he's not going to be just, just a, just a big old kicker sickle. James Wilder barely survived the winter. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) I kept thinking to myself, you know, that little great cup game you played where it snowed on you in Ottawa. Was that not some sort of hint? (laughs) And, and, and of course, but the, but the thing is he was so amped up for that game. He was so, he was an, he was an amp. He was so amped up for that game. Remember, he came out shirtless to warm up, just in his pants. That should have been a hint. That that, that <laughs> I think that that's what probably turned WWE. That probably turned Vince McMahon on, to be perfectly honest. Acho. <laughs> uh, eh, well, then and then one more question, which I thought was pretty interesting, is like. I know you're getting used to the CFL rules, but what do you think of this craziness? And it's a clip from uh, from uh, from an Argo game in 2010 on October 29th when we were taking on Montreal. Oh, yeah, that one. Yes, oh, the, that the, the the infamous one where it was booted out, booted into the end zone, and booted right back out again, and booted back in again, and booted back out again, and booted back in again, and then Montreal eventually got the touchdown and won the game. Pricks. Anyway, so, but uh, his response to that was, it's exciting, but insane. I don't know how you can miss a kick and but still get a point, but hey, at least those kickers get a chance to try and kick some, and field some kicks in the back of the end zone. So. Yes, but I don't think he's wrecking, realized yet about uh, the missed field goal return. Well, he's, I think, I think st- <laughs> starting, he, starting on Thursday, he's going to find team. out. <laughs> Starting on Thursday, he's oh, going to find out. Well, no, that's... I mean, if he doesn't miss any, he's never going to find out. He's just going to watch it. Exactly. And if that, and if he never misses a kick, well, he doesn't have to worry about it then anyway. Exactly. And then, and then we can, he, he, and then we can call Lewis Walter, Lewis Ward a false prophet and move on for the rest of move on with our day. <sighs> uh, let's, so anyway, so that, so that was that, um, Rashman Danny's going to have his uh, Reddit AMA at some point. It's going to be fairly soon. Don't know where. Don't know where the thread. Don't know where the thread to put the questions are went. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be put back up closer to closer to the day he's going to do it. I think it's going to be closer to the weekend. So if you be if, nice, everybody. Exactly. If you're going to take part, be nice. Leave the shoe throwing to when you're in person. <laughs> be nice or just be like me and not ask any questions at all. Hmm. <laughs> it's like I, I, it's like I even have to bite my tongue on this one. But I mean, if I ever see him, I'm still throwing you a shoe at him. You don't have to ask questions. No, you don't have to. 
but but I mean like it's an AMA. I mean, if you want to take part, you ask a question, right? And and yeah, and hopefully he answers because <laughs> sometimes they don't. Uh, let me think. So that's, so that's that. Oh, going back and then going back to the um, going back to the uh, to our preview of the preseason game. I I really have like we've already talked about what our objectives are, but I have two other objectives outside of everything else being like out of, out of like the, all the positional battles, try, like at least somewhat getting clear. Number one is nice. Argos victory would be good, but really it's not going to matter. Pre-season. It's preseason. It does. It's not oh, going to count. It's the most important part of the preseason. Yeah. Yes. So everyone stays healthy. Nice. An Argo win would be nice, but not necessary, but not really necessary. But another, but the second thing is, I hope all the all everyone that goes to this game has a great time, and I hope they come, and I hope that especially the, that all the kids are gonna bug their parents to go see them on June to go see them go see the Argos again at the home opener on on the twenty second because I would love to see. Because I can't wait for the Blue Sea of BMO to come back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the other thing that uh, that we saw kind of come out of uh, the tail end of, of that was uh, maybe some speculation about uh, some team-sanctioned tailgating coming up. It may be coming back. Don't need the team to allow. I don't know. People need. I will tailgate. I'm afraid. No, people did it last year. And no trouble. Just don't be a moron and break your beer bottles, and it'll all be good. Don't 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 put don't put other people through tables. If you want people going through tables, either go either go to a WWE event or go to Buffalo. That's the best way to go see someone get put through a table. Good point. And, and I mean, it will, we should mention, you know, what kind of field the speculation is. Uh, a, somebody uh, had a question for Mike Hogan on Twitter, and he said there would be an upcoming announcement shortly before the, the season opener. So, so that... we'll find out exactly what that is. Hmm. Could, I mean... We can speculate. We we could see. I don't think. I don't think they're going to do what they did back in 2016, where they bought an entire section of the Ontario Place lot and decided to merge everything together. I don't think they're going to do that again because they because last time they I heard, lost they, a ton of money. Yeah, they took a bath, they took a huge they took a bath on that. Let people do it organically, like they were doing last year. That's probably that's the probably the best way of doing it. Just just let it. Just let it go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, before we go, promo net promo schedule. Yes, the Argos uh, are. Uh, we didn't touch on this last time, but the Argos have uh, launched a promo schedule. They're uh, doing six of the uh, six of the uh, eight home games. They've got they've got uh, different promos going on. And I'm just pulling them up here. Uh, so we've got 
the uh, ah, let me. I I could start off with this one, Clay. Home opener, June twenty second. First seven thousand fans, and going into BMO Field, get a Darrell Walker bobblehead. Bobblehead night, awesome. Where is the promo list? It's uh, under it's on, under schedules. Yeah, under schedule. It's right at the it's right at the bottom of the menu there. And then they're they're bringing Family Day back on uh, on July sixth. Against uh, Saturday, July sixth, they're doing a lunch bag giveaway against the uh, left coasters. The yeah, the uh, Thursday night football concert series uh, comes to uh, BMO Field on August first, and uh, they've yet to announce the uh, the acts for that. Um, the CNE game is going to be on August sixteenth uh, against the Edmonton Eskimos. That's a, and, so and that's the, a seven thirty. So, that's a seven thirty start. So you can go out there, fill your ass up with Tiny Tom's donuts, and then go into the stadium and drink your face off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who wants a sugar and, overload? And, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> October eleventh, uh, the Argos are running Country Night. Country Night. <laughs> Wow. There's going to be a giveaway for the first seven thousand fans, and uh, you know what? Though the 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 MLSE has done Country Night with the um, with uh, the Marlies and Raptors nine hundred five, and uh, the Blue Jays have done it, and it always seems to go over very well. Um, I got to go to Country Night at the Marlies last year, and uh, me and my kids had a ball there. It was uh, it was a great time. Uh, they're gonna they they have uh, acts playing um, during halftime, so hey. it'll be be a nice uh, another interesting thing. And then Fan Day is coming back. Well, f- on well, October twenty sixth. Well, fan appreciation fan ap- day. Yes, Fan Appreciation Day, not Fan Day. We don't know if there's sorry, a Fan Day coming. We don't yet. know about Fan Day. <laughs> no, just, sorry, don't know about Fan Day. Fan Appreciation Day is coming back, um, and. Uh, I hope that they bring back some of the things that they did uh, uh, prior to moving to BMO for this, uh, where they, uh, you know, they get let fans lead the lead the team out onto the field for this, which is which was it's always a fun thing for uh, for you know young fans, old fans, all kinds of fans to do. If I know, I know if. If they allow applications for that, I'm pretty. I'll sign the entire DBO up. <laughs> <laughs> Every single freaking member. I don't care. Yes, but I don't want to do it. Guess what? You're going in anyway, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> so promo nights uh, or promos that the Argos are. Uh, uh, well, it looks like they're they're actually trying to get some things going this year. So which is nice. One thing I don't understand is I think. Considering where, considering where we are with Toronto, I'm surprised they don't do a Carabana night. I think that would be a great idea. You know what? I think uh, a lot of uh, well, the at least the Argos have always tried to schedule a, a road trip around Carabana. Hmm. Um. Uh, mainly because it, it tends to uh, pull people away and <laughs> and get the get them uh, away from you know what they uh, their jobs are. Mm. <laughs> Let's put it that okay, way. fair enough. 
it's it's a very distracting week, uh, especially if anybody who, uh, like, well, one has any Caribbean heritage, um, but anybody who you know sees the sees the party and wants to go, it is infectious. Hmm. It was just it was just a random thought. But uh, you know, that would be uh, that would probably go over very well. Hmm. But uh, so yeah, I think I think we're done here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. That's it for the Argos fancast this week. Uh, we will hopefully have a little bit more uh, Argos news next week. Um, Doug, where can they find you? You can find the Double Blue Order. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Double Blue Order. You can find us on Twitter at Double Blue Order. You can find us on Instagram at the Double Blue Order. Uh, get your get your DBO swag at uh, tpublic.com slash user slash DBO Argos, and try to try and make it out to the preseason game. We'd like to we would like to know what you guys think of our team. And Will, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at ArgoFans or at www.argofans.com. And you can find me at All Kinds of Clay on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast on Twitter. And uh, just search Argos Fancast anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast, specifically Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And we are also a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. You can find them at cfpodnetwork.ca. Join Doug in listening to all kinds of uh, team podcasts from all across this country, down south, and uh, around to Japan. You can find them on Twitter at cfpodnetwork. And that does it for the Argos uh, Fancast this week. We'll come back to you and uh, let you know what happened in the preseason game and see if we've got any cuts for you next week. <laughs>